1: talking blues hockey. But before we get into the blues, overtime win against the Vancouver Canucks from Tuesday night the 5th, I wanted to get in a little bit into Alex Petrangelo's contract. I'm hearing a lot of people say that we have to sign him. He won us the Stanley Cup. We must sign him. We owe him. Guys in sports, you don't owe anybody anything. I can understand if a guy has played for you for 14, 15 years. He's on his last leg, maybe got one year left. He says, Hey, I want to play for you guys. Use me however you need to, third line, fourth line, whatever. I'll take a very low end contract. Yeah, then I understand that. Fully understand that. That thinking brings me back to several years ago after the Blues. Didn't trade David Backus, and they probably wouldn't have made that long playoff run without David Backus. He went out to test the market as a free agent, and the Blues were about a million to a million and a half off per year, and they wanted to give him a shorter length of a contract. People were upset about that. Alex Steen's contract comes up, and I hear the same thing Oh, we can't lose Backus, and shortly after you lose Steen, we can't do it. They're leaders. This locker room will fall apart. We've got to sign Steen. And then everybody was just so happy to sign Alex Steen to this long term contract at a guy his age. Now, I like Alex Steen for what he brings to the table, but right now in his career, he's a fourth line player. I know you'll hear people say, oh, well, we can run him up and down the line. He can play the first line, the second line, the third line. Fourth line, and he makes all of those lines better. That's not the way it works. If you're a first line guy and you make the first line better, you're going to stay on the first line. They're not going to play you on the fourth line because you're so good, you're needed on the first line. Alex Dean at this point in his career, is a highly, and I mean highly overpaid, fourth line player. That's just the way it is. But getting back to Petrangelo, Everybody is just so enamored with this guy. Oh, yeah, we've got to get him for eight years. And I know he's going to sign for a team-friendly deal, 7 to $8 million. Do you guys understand what's going on here? He's already making $7.5 million. He's not going to sign an eight-year contract and only get a 500 k raise, up to $8 million. And I know everybody's like, it's not just a 500 k raise. If you spread the contract out over time and it's $8 million a year, it is a 500 a year raise. Recently, Roman Yossi got his contract signed. And Petrangelo and Yossi are similar ages. Here's how the Predators did Yossi's contract. $34 million of it is a signing bonus. His average salary, $9,059,000. His base salary for years one through three of that contract is $750,000. They spread that signing bonus over four years. The first year, it's $11 million. Second year, it's $10 million. Third year, it's $9 million. And fourth year, it's $4 million. His cap hit every single year. From year one of Yossi's contract to year eight is $9,059,000. That's his cap hit. And I know some people don't understand this. They're going to say, well, his base salary in, is last year. The contract's only $7 Do you want a 37, 38-year-old player with a no-movement clause making $7 million a year? I love Alex Petrangelo as much as the next guy. But the Blues cannot give him an eight-year contract. They can't do it, not even at $8 million. They would be stupid to do it. We've seen how players that log big-time minutes fall off at 34 to 35 years old. And Alex Petrangelo has logged big-time minutes. There's other teams that I have heard, two or three of them, that will be willing to give Alex Petrangelo at least $9.5 to $10.5 million. In fact, one team is even rumored at giving him Drew Dowdy money at around $11 million a year. Alex Petrangelo doesn't have to take a discount. He's got his family here. He loves St. Louis. But here's one thing to look at. Does he live in St. Louis during the offseason? Does he love it so much that he's here in the offseason? No. His home is in Toronto in the offseason. Nothing against the guy, but some of you people act like this guy is here all year long and just loves it and would never move. He moves after every season back into his house into Toronto. If they can get him for six years and eight million dollars a year, I say go for it. But I don't think they're gonna do that. And if I'm Alex Petrangelo, I don't take that contract because I can make two to three million dollars more a year with probably longer term. And a lot of people, well, St. Louis, he's going to give us a $2 million, $1.5 million discount. Guys, St. Louis is a great city. I love St. Louis. But there's a lot of other great cities, and Alex Petrangelo loves one other city in particular, and that's Toronto. He's always wanted to play for Toronto. Whether that's an option, I don't know. But don't act like he owes the Blues anything, and don't act like this is a signed, sealed, delivered deal, because it's not. If we can't get him at six years and $8 million or under, I don't want him, because we're going to be killing ourselves in year seven and eight of this contract, maybe even year six. And please, do not give him a no-movement clause for more than the first couple years. Doug Armstrong's famous for doing that. And if you do that with a guy who's going to be 37, 38 years old, you are just strapping yourself down. Let's go ahead and get into the Blues Canucks game. The Canucks have been scoring a lot of goals lately. The Blues knew they had to come in and play a strong defensive game. They knew Jordan Bennington would have to be on the top of his game. And the Canucks knew that Markstrom would have to be on the top of his game. And in the first period, both goalies kept the other team off the scoreboard.
0: Chris Tanna back for the 20-year-old Hughes. Oh, good breakout. up Tanna. Here's Pedersen and Besser. Pedersen in a goal and it's saved by Biddington. on Elias Petterson, who was in alone. Hughes back for the puck. Here's JT Miller, but he missed it. Shot deflected, stopped by the left pad of Markstrom, and the puck behind him. Blues celebrating goal, but I think Tyler Myers was there to keep it out. And Markstrom down in a heap after keeping that skate right up against the post. For Brock Besser, Besser, for Miller, Pedersen a shot in front, Miller gets it a shot, rebound and that goes high. Dunn may have blocked it, now Tyler Myers with it for the Canucks. For Besser, here's Myers. He waits. The Blues players lost his Stick Myers a shot that grazed the near goalpost.
1: I thought in the first period, Vancouver clearly outplayed the Blues. They outshot him twelve to six. Vancouver had some good opportunities against Bennington. Bennington came up big every single time. Markstrom was challenged, I'd say once or twice, with some decent scoring opportunities, and he allowed no goals either. Going into the second period, Vancouver would outshoot the Blues again. Bennington would have another strong period, and it would be the Blues that would get the only goal of the period from Tyler Bozak, just three minutes and 37 seconds into the second.
0: Under some pressure from Blay. Bozak, and now Steen. Here's Blay in front. Bozak shoots. He scores! What a play, and Bozak gets his first of the year! On seven assists for eight points for Tyler Bozak, and what a snipe this is. Pass here by Sammy Blais, a thing of beauty. Outside, two sticks of the defending Vancouver Canucks, and right on the tape to Bozak. Bozak just hums this high under the bar and in the net. A big relief for Tyler Bozak to score that first
1: of the season. A lot of hard work on the boards by Sammy Blay. Just a beautiful pass to Tyler Bozak, streaking in front of the net. Gets his first goal of the year and the Blues take a one to nothing lead. That goal by Bozak, as they said, was his first of the year. Blay gets his third assist. Alex Steen gets his fifth assist. Three minutes, 37 seconds in. Throughout this period, Vancouver tested and just kept testing Bennington over and over again. The Blues had several opportunities against Markstrom, but both goalies were really on their game tonight. Heading into the third period, Jordan Bennington continued to stymie the Vancouver Canucks, and made some great saves, such as this one.
0: Schaller, two blues around him. Edler, now to Myers. And the old bank play comes in front, and Bennington made the right pad save, and he kept it out. How did he do that? Holy judgment.
1: I am not sure how he did that. It was just a great pad save by Jordan Bennington. He is very good with those low shots. He was definitely on his game in Vancouver on Tuesday night. But you know, Vancouver's been scoring a lot of goals, and eventually they would get on the scoreboard just a little over a minute after this huge save, and this game is tied at one each late in the third period.
0: Pedersen dumps one in on Bennington, who steers the puck to the corner. Pedersen checks Petrangelo in the battle for the puck along the near side boards. Puck sent back to Hughes, let's go to the long shot, scores! Canucks turned up the work ethic, determined to get back on even terms, and Quinn Hughes with his second goal ties it at one. Shorty, we
2: talked about traffic, and Quinn Hughes' shot goes through traffic, and Jordan Bennington doesn't see it. Good work along the boards, and you can see J.T. Miller and Josh Levo Levo throws it back, and when you shot, goes right by Josh Lebo and, and Elias Patterson, The traffic in front, floating puck, bounce, 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 goes right by Josh Lebo
0: over the shoulder of Jordan Bennington.
1: So we head out of the third period, tied at one, heading into OT, some great plays in the OT. Jordan Bennington makes a big save, and then something I've never seen, and I don't think a lot of people have ever seen a three-on-o breakaway in three-on-three overtime. I know everybody, at least most people, have seen a three-on-one breakaway in regulation, but I have never seen a three-on-o breakaway in OT. And the Blues win it after the big save by Bennington, and then this strange goal by Jaden Schwartz to give them a two to one OT win.
0: Leave all the other way. Here's Pearson in front, and Big Rob Myers on a one-timer. What a save there. Outstanding end-to-end action here. Pass across. Myers, a drive, and he fired wide, and the Blues should have a break here. here they is. do. It's a 3 on 0 oh. Unbelievable. Shan 3 on 0 oh. Can he win it? They go, Schwartz, on a 3 on 0 oh. Now I've seen it all. I don't believe it three canucks caught in deep bennington with some key saves <laughs> and another overtime win the fourth straight overtime win for the st louis blues this time schwartz gets the winner four blue sweaters two get tripped up by their own player and look at this this puck is rolling nearly misplayed one two three thanks for coming the old nine of hearts right there and schwartz taps it in i mean <laughs> this is incredible one two three There she goes. What a hockey game. I have never seen a 3-0 in NHL history. And there it was. And Schwartz ends it with his second of the year.
1: The only thing I can say about that goal is, wow. The Canucks have a little bit of pressure on the Blues. The Blues start to bring the puck out. One of the Canucks skates backwards into his own player. Both of them fall down three blues head down at Shin, Petrangelo, and Schwartz. Shin has the puck. He's like, I don't want it. He gets it to Petrangelo. Petrangelo's like, I don't want it either. Here, Jaden, you take it. And Jaden shot and scored. And oh my goodness, Markstrom took his stick and beat it against the goalpost. I was hoping that we would see an Eddie Belfort type of situation where he just kept hitting it against the goalpost, but he only hit it once. And in all honesty, guys, it's either going to be a long, long time before we see that again, or we may never see something like that again. That goal by Schwartz was his second of the season. Assisted by Petrangelo, his sixth assist. Shin gets his fifth assist. It was three minutes, 21 seconds into overtime. The Blues win this one 2-1. to one. Let's head to the stats of the game. Sorry. Shots on goal. The Canucks 34, the Blues 27. The Canucks won the face-off battle 54% to 46%. The Blues were 0 for 2 on the power play. The Canucks were 0 for 4. The Canucks really outhit the Blues 29 to 16. Blocks were pretty even in favor of the Blues 13 to 12. And both teams had five giveaways. Now let's head to the post-game interviews. Where we're going to hear from Jaden Schwartz, Tyler Bozak, and Coach Craig Berube. And I'm sure there's going to be some talk about that goal. I am still in shock. I don't think I'll ever see that again.
3: In, in all your years, have you ever seen a
4: 3-on-0 break? In a, on a, in a... Uh, uh, I heard they might have all tripped over each other, but I was a little surprised, just like we all were, that uh, you know, we had a 3-on-0 basically from our own end, which... You
3: don't see too often. So, what are you thinking when when you're down there? You're 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 all three down there, kind of passing. You you gotta you gotta be ready for your spot, or did you know it was coming? Or
4: uh, I mean, you don't really get a lot of three-on-zero practices, so we just puck was rolling a little bit on Schenner, so you kind of had to settle it down. And then, uh, yeah, you just don't want to miss that when you got that much time. Um, so it was kind of crazy how it worked out. Did you, were, did you pick a spot, or were you just trying to get it off? I uh, just got it off. I know the goalie was kind of. Didn't really know what to do because there's so many of us, and um, they both, <coughs> you know, made a good play of selling it a little bit, and then I just was in the right place at the right time.
0: The effort overall against a team that have been rolling, like they had five goals in five of their last six games. To
4: uh, yeah, I mean they got a good team. Benner made Benner made some big saves for us. Our D, like they always do. They they play hard. They take away guys' time and space, and then um, you know get key blocks too. So um, did a good job working hard defensively and staying with it. And um, you know obviously you want to score more than two, but um, you're not know, going do that every game. Uh,
3: overtime seems like it's becoming a way of life for you guys, huh?
4: Yeah, it's been going good so far. It's um, nice not to always
2: go in the OT, but it uh, makes it exciting and, um, you know, we're uh, finding a way to get it done, which is good. I know it's kind of funny how that works in overtime. That's kind of when chances start going back and forth. Is, it's, uh, you don't really create much until someone kind of has a chance and um, then you get to go the other way. So I don't think I've ever seen a 3-on-0 quite like that, but uh, you know, thank, thankfully the boys uh, finished that off. Boy, another, another overtime re in a row. Uh, it's just like a way of life for you guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Obviously, um, it's exciting when you win in overtime. Um, you know, the boys get along pretty well in here and, um, yeah, just kind of mesh together. I don't think, I think last year kind of helped us, you know, in moments like that to kind of not panic and, you know, just stick with it and, and you know, try and play our game. And, uh, you know, that's what we've done and luckily been on the winning end of them
4: pass
2: by Sam yeah, I mean I thought we had a lot of uh, offensive zone time, just cycling, and you know I was able to get open the slot and um, Steener and Sammy made a great play uh, to get me the puck and you know it was nice to finally get one this year a little a little relief yeah, I was going to say you 've you've had, you've had a
3: lot going on with your line a lot a lot of different guys, you know maybe maybe missing maroon a, a little bit at least on your line where yeah. you starting to get a little frustrated or
2: um, no to be honest I wasn't I mean uh, you know you go through spells every year where you know you the puck's bouncing your way and you, you get a lot of goals or uh, you know there's you know games or sets of games where it's not going your way I guess uh, you know kind of been switching lines playing with a lot of different guys trying to find that chemistry and obviously that takes a little time but uh, you know, I liked what we had tonight as a line. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can stick together and keep building chemistry as a, as a unit. Maybe keep blazing around for a while. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it yeah, it was fun playing with them. Obviously Steiner, super smart. Um, you know, gets to the net, gets to the dirty areas, makes those smart plays. Sammy's got a ton of skill, works hard. And then, you know, I just try and compliment those guys as much as I can. So, um, you know, hopefully we can build off of that tonight. How
0: about the performance of Jordan?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're used to that now. Yeah. I mean, it's... Every game we play, um, you know... It's almost funny we kind of expect that from him because we've seen it so much but he just keeps on amazing us you know every single game and holding down the fort and giving us a chance to win so it's nice that you know we're able to get those wins for him. A three and a three on zero quite like that.
5: Yeah it was different now that's sometimes it happens in OT you know you're gonna get chances like that and back and forth hockey.
3: Were you, were, you guys were kind of passing it back and forth. Were you just saying enough already? Somebody shoot it? Or?
5: Well, the puck was rolling. I think they were just trying to settle it down. You know, the you know, puck was rolling, so they were just trying to settle it down, and they did a good job.
3: Yeah. This become a – overtime has become a, uh, become a yeah. way of life for you guys,
5: huh? Yeah, lately, yeah. So, hey, it's a grind out there. Play good teams. You know, every team's battling right now. It's uh, it's tight hockey. You know, you're, you're – you know, it's right now we're uh, – they're tight games. Uh, all the games we're playing and um, finding ways to win right now in OT.
3: Given the, all the goals they've been, <clears throat> Vancouver's been scoring, would you say this is maybe your best defensive game of the year?
5: I don't know about that. Benner was good. Benner made some nice saves for sure. Um, I thought that we did a lot of good things offensively too. Um, they're a good team. Uh, they're a good hockey team. It was a good game all around, I thought, yeah.
3: What are they
1: showing you these two games, Craig? Just a young team that seems to have a well, they, yeah.
5: battle back. And yeah, they got a good um, good mindset over there. They're uh, you know they're really they're skating and attacking with five guys. You know they got everybody going and they're doing a good job. You know that they're a tough team. They're a hard team to play against. They put you on your heels a little bit with their speed and their attack, and you know their defense is very involved. Hughes, Hughes is a dynamic player. Uh, creates a lot of stuff in the offensive zone. They, they got a good hockey team. It was, both games were tough games. Yeah.
4: Had some success on the penalty kill there. And yeah, our guys everything. did a
5: good job killing tonight. I thought they, uh, you know, for the most part, um, they uh, did a good job with the seams. Uh, they they like the seam plays. They got one timers on each side with uh, Pedersen and Bo- uh, Besser. But I thought we did a good job there. Had a couple good blocks, and our goalie made some good saves.
3: Did you? Did you think you got on your heels a little bit there at the end? I mean, you knew you, they were going to make a push.
5: Well, they always, <clears throat> you're they're down one nothing. They're going to make a push and uh, got caught on a couple um, longer shifts and uh, than we wanted in D zone. But um, no, that's hockey. I mean, it's teams down and it's late in the game. They're going to push a little bit and you know we just uh, it went in. You know,
1: another overtime win for the Blues and a very strange one at that. You could honestly say both goalies deserve this win because both goalies played very, very well. I'd give the edge to Bennington a little bit off of Markstrom, but this was a goaltending battle from the start. And you just kind of figured a strange shot or something strange was going to happen to give either the Blues the win or Vancouver the win. And it was just that strange three on O breakaway in OT and. We can't keep thinking about it too much, and the Blues players, I'm sure, aren't going to be thinking about it too much because tonight they've got another game. It's going to be against the Oilers. The Oilers have been playing much better this season. Uh, They're getting better play from their third and fourth lines, I think. I think their defense is a little bit better, and Mike Smith, I think, has really settled down that goaltending position from them. I think he was stuck a little bit in hell out in Arizona. Nothing against you guys in Arizona. But you haven't won in a long time. And Mike Smith has played at a high level out there for years. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about lineup media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues.
5: This podcast
0: was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.